So hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Bridget. I'm a grateful member of ACA. And thanks, Hank, for asking me to speak. Um, so I want to read something from uh, the big red book about the inner child and true self. It's page 302. I'm then going to skip uh, to 305 to talk about tools. Um, so it's the last paragraph on page 302. Uh, chapter eight for those who are um, using, um, looking at this online. The inner child has all of the mental, physical, and historical memory of the family. One of the surest signs that an inner child exists is found in the definition of the term adult child. An adult child is someone whose actions and decisions as an adult are guided by childhood experiences grounded in self-doubt and fear. Until we get help, we can operate from childhood fear that threatens our jobs and relationships. Under certain conditions, we can revert to childhood states that are age-specific. Many adult children have said they feel like a child in a grown-up body. This is a clue to the inner child, but there is more. The childhood fears expressed in adulthood are only a fraction of the full nature of the inner child. Adult children who have experienced their inner child describe an inner being that is joyful and playful. There's a feeling of lightness and great optimism when the inner child is active in one's life. There is trust, spontaneity, and warmth. Many adult children describe an inner child's voice, physical appearance, and likes and dislikes. Meditation and consistent writing with the opposite or non-dominant hand seem to reveal the greater presence of the inner child. Um, and then on page 305, the top tools for connecting with the inner child can be counseling, journaling, and guided meditation. In addition to attending ACA meetings, childhood pictures, are a great tool to connect with the child that still dwells within us. Um, so what I wanna talk about in terms of, so just a little bit about um, me and my history. Um, I am the youngest of six children. My father was the primary drinker um, one of my siblings, two of my siblings have or had uh, relationships with alcohol. Um, one is, so I'm in my 60s. The ones, one of my brothers, my oldest brother's in his 80s and he still drinks um, in a serious way. He has some damage from that. And my sister who is, uh, would be in her 80s as well, died at the age of 40 of cirrhosis of the liver. Um, she also had mental illness. And there was, um, and she was a barbiturate addict. And my mother was sick as I was growing up. So it was a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and some external things that happened in my family. Um, all that to say that... Um, I've been affected um, by addiction and family dysfunction from a really early age. Stuff started happening um, 
I'd say before I was born. And so it's been a process. Um, a lot of, um, I love ACA where ACA talks about uh, 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 working the, the steps in ACA coming to a full remembrance. What that helps me and has helped me with is acceptance that of my situation, um, what happened to me um, and sort of um, development of a consciousness rather than acting on an unconscious, from an unconscious, unconscious or hurt place. Um, what does my inner child have to do with that? Um, you know, I've been in therapy or I had been in therapy, the particular regular kind of therapy and group therapy, uh, uh, family counseling um, for my children for 25 years. Um, 10 minutes. Thank you. Um, and it wasn't until I came into 12 steps that I really began, that it really helped me to start to move forward. Um, one of the characteristics that I, one of my survival strategies um, has been to hide my feelings. It wasn't safe in my family to have feelings. And so it's a real uncovery and discovery process for me to connect uh, to my inner children. You know, I had this realization, it's not a new realization, but it hit me in a very um, grounded way that the survival strategies that I developed as a child were created by a child. These are children's responses to an unmanageable situation. That sits with me in, in such a way that when I look at why do I behave this way, or even when I stop moving enough to see what, you know, look at and, and examine my behavior, um, I start to have some compassion for myself around like these aren't rational. These are from what I knew and what tools I had at the time and how I things were modeled for me. So it was a child who was responding. I have great appreciation uh, for those parts of myself um, that helped me survive. And that leads me to the uh, one of the tools that I have been using is called internal family systems. It's a kind of therapy. But what this looks at, and I won't go into what uh, all about that, but it looks at it, it I would say, mm, in ACA terms, if I were to translate this, the the parts of me that behave that helped me survive those survival strategies, I can, um, they were meant to protect me. They weren't meant, so they may have a dysfunctional effect, but I can certainly look at, so for example, one of the uh, survival strategies that I have is confusion. It comes also from an alcoholic family with all the chaos going on. But with that confusion, I don't see things clearly. I had an, an, an instance, um, uh, let's say last year, I think it was last year, in which I was in a situation that was too much. I was uh, fully in 
uh, I, I don't know, survival mode, I want to say I wanted to do well. I was trying to control things. It wasn't going well. Things were irritating me. I got fully triggered. And all of a sudden, my brain just went and this fog came across my brain. It was a work situation in which I was conducting a meeting and I was failing at conduct. I wasn't doing a good job and it was too much. And what happened was my brain, as it went into this fog state, I just breathed into it and I could see my way through. And then I just got, it was fine after that. And so the meeting went well after that, what I realized was that that was just brilliant. I was about ready to explode, <coughs> excuse me, in my brain because I couldn't control and I was trying to control in five different ways. And my, my internal system protected me and helped me get through that. That appreciation for those parts of myself that, that helped me survive. I, um, so I talked to these parts. I started um, by doing, uh, even before I got into this, this thing called parts work, by doing alternate hand writing. Um, and, and I did what the red book says, you know, write with my, I'm, my dominant hand is my left hand. Um, so I write with my right hand, hi, I'm Bridget. I'd love to talk to you. I knew at that time, I knew the uh, inner child that I have many of them that I was dealing with name was Bridgie. And I said, hi, Bridgie, you know, um, how are you feeling today? Would you like to talk? And my right hand responded, uh, yes, I would. Where have you been? And we started this dialogue and I said, you know, I haven't been here but I'm interested in want to hear what you have to say. And that started me on, I've been... this, thank you. That started me on this path of looking at my behavior and realizing that my, my behavior as my adult self, let's say, or as just my essence hadn't been there for this inner child for Bridgie. And I, uh, so, I thought, you know what, what I need to do here is I need to build trust. So I chose something that I could be consistent with, with myself. How can I learn? How can I be consistent? Um, I have another, and, and so what I started to do with Bridgie, I asked what she wanted to do. She's very creative. Um, she said she wanted to draw and learn how to draw. I don't know how to draw worth beans. I don't know if that's an expression, but I can't draw. So she and I watched something online for teenagers. She's about five years old uh, for teenagers about how to draw was done by the Met Metropolitan Museum for teens. It, it was about looking at a page in a manuscript and how to draw the flowers that or leaves that were around the edge of, and she and I began drawing leaves. I draw some, she draws some. We did this for a long, for months. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then I started, and, and so this was a way for me to connect. Um, when I did parts work, I had, two 
So there are all these what they call protectors, and these are the parts that 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 sort of act out that act, that to protect me. One of my um, protectors. So you have to sort of before you can get to the inner child, it's developing a relationship with the protector because they're there for a good reason. So I started to talk to them and see what they want what they, how long they've been doing, introduce them to myself. One of my, I said to one of my protectors, do you know who I am? And they said, no. And I said, I'm, you know, Bridget. And I explained about my life and they were like, what? You made it? I didn't think you were going to make it. <laughs> and to which I feel really honored that they told me that. So I, I begin to develop relationships with those protectors, those parts of myself that protect me. And they give me access to those, my inner selves. Um, I have, there are three that I wanna talk about. I hope I have time to talk about them. Um, one is, um, I have a three. There's two minutes left. How many? Two. Two, okay. So I've got one that's a three-year-old boy that likes to play. He has a host of people that protect him because he's so innocent, but I, he sits on my shoulder uh, in a, like a quiver with arrows. And when he wants to play, we play. The other one that's really a big one for me, it has been one I call sad girl. She's about six and she's, she gets sad all the time. I have a lot of grief. She showed me a picture of my mother crying one time. This was a gift because it confirmed what happened that the neglect in my childhood, that the like, so this helps me. Anyway, without going into details, what has happened recently is um, she still comes up, but another uh, one came up, which was a, an infant that was neglected, that one of my protectors had sort of encased in ice uh, in, in, a, in a carriage. And these are images in my head. They're showing me things that help me. I'm not gonna, I appreciate that we did some work where this baby where we took away the ice, we, I held the baby, we kicked that pram into a ravine and said, bye bye, get out of here. And I have been sitting with uh, this baby who wanted to just sit with me and I am nurturing that baby. Well, that baby said to me, you know what I'd like? I'd like a beanie baby. She said, I'd like to, I'd like to see that, I'd like that beanie baby. So. This baby and I have been sitting with this beanie baby. Love this beanie baby. Love that baby. Here's the, here's the upshot. I'll close with this, that as I do this work, as I connect to my inner children, I find greater acceptance of myself as who I am. And I love myself to a degree that I never thought I would be able to because I've hated myself really or parts of myself um, because of my childhood and because I failed in my childhood. And today I can say, I appreciate my parts 
I love myself and I can nurture myself and take care of myself. So those are the tools that I use. That's what I wanted to share today. And thanks for asking me.